0: Welcome to Brand Lover. Honest, real and lively conversations for flourishing entrepreneurs and budding business owners on a mission to cultivate a heartfelt brand that connects with their purpose-driven mission. My hope is that you walk away feeling inspired and refreshed with a weekly takeaway in your back pocket that you can apply to your life or business. Super quickie for you today, good versus bad branding. You've probably all judged somebody's brand at some point. Gosh, I think we all do. Um, So I just really wanted to to touch on what makes a good brand versus what makes a bad brand because they're not actually obvious things. Um, And these are sort of thought-provoking things and perhaps a little bit challenging things that might hopefully make you think a little bit, okay, so I'm going to head straight into it. So bad branding follows trends. (laughs) you know it's all well and good for the first one or two years while the trend is actually you know good but it's like um haircut so a cool haircut once you sort of start to see seven-year-old boys um with your husband's haircut it's time for your husband to get a new haircut um and you don't want to be changing up your branding all the time because that's confusing and it actually um it um it is sort of actually evokes distrust in your audience because, you know, if you're changing up your branding that much, um, then you clearly don't know what you're doing. And that's the perception of the audience. So that's the first one um, is not customer centered. So, you know, you might see some people choosing colors because it's their favorite color or, you know, they choose something because they like it or it matches something in their house or, you know, um uh, because my kid did this cute thing once, and I really wanted to make that part of my brand, but it means nothing to nobody. You know, nothing to nobody, and um, and all that is is just sort of random and confusing. Um, so a bad branding is like it's really hard to understand what they what the brand stands for. You know, what they actually are wanting to achieve. Um, and they don't sort of um make it clear who they're for or who they're not for um it's not obvious so um another thing is that it's not aligned it doesn't make sense so perhaps oh let's have a think about it oh this is just really random idea but um like let's just say a men's shaving soap Um, and it has a floral pattern all over it, you know, like those sorts of things. That's not aligned. That doesn't make sense. That's not going to be attractive to their perfect customer. Um, so, you know, that's just sort of another example of it not being customer centered. Um, and the, the last one is that it's sort of, it's a bit meh, like it doesn't evoke any really strong feelings. Like, I guess another word for it is that it's vanilla. It doesn't, um. Yeah, there's no personality to it. Okay, so they're the bad branding. So on the flip side, you know what's coming. Good branding does not follow trends, okay? The, the, the brand is created through um, through a branding process and um, translated and communicated visually and vocally um, as its own thing. You know, like it's confident enough to stand on its own two feet and defy trends um, and that will lead you to a brand that has more longevity and more recognizable. Um, it's not going to just blend in with all of the other brands that are being created at the time um, that are following the trends. They're the ones that are going to have to go back and rebrand in, you know, two, three years time. Okay. So a good branding is customer centered. Like it's really obvious who they're serving, what, who their products and services are for um, and why. <clears throat> Good brands stand for something. Like it's really obvious what their brand values are and they're, that's attractive to their perfect customers And because they feel like they sort of stand up for the same things. Um, it's aligned and it makes sense. So as I was talking about, um, you know, you wouldn't necessarily use a floral pattern on a men's soap packet, for example. I mean, you might in some cases. This is just random. Um, but you would if it was, you know, um, if the product was designed for, um, you know, aging women with um, with sensitive skin that um, that are able to use this sweet smelling soap, um, then you would you would use that floral pattern and, um, and it would be enticing to them. Um, and finally, a good brand evokes feeling. Okay, so you want to be consistently evoking similar types of feelings in your audience so that they know what to expect and they know what you're about and they know, you know, they know that they can feel comfortable um, with your brand. So I know that I was going to make this super quick. It's sort of still quick, um, but I do get a little bit passionate about this. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this week's episode of Brand Lover, take a screenshot of wherever you're listening and share your biggest takeaway on Instagram or Facebook. And don't forget to tag me. I'd love to give you a shout out and thank you personally. Also feel free to subscribe and leave a review to help the Brand Lover podcast reach more heart aligned entrepreneurs just like yourself. Thanks again and I'll see you next week.